Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the action of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirit of Dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Cat Morris. It is uh, fucking Saturday, April 6, 2019. So, uh, yeah, man, I um, haven't uh, stopped by in a bit, so figured I would get this one in and, um, you know, just see where we go from there. So, a couple things have transpired since the last time I've been on the podcast. Um uh, let me see, got a new phone, started to go into a new gym, um, well, uh, the phone is dope, I got that, uh, iPhone X, uh, Max, or whatever the fuck, um, so, yeah, it's pretty dope, but, um, gym-wise, I've been going to the retro over here in town, and I just moved to the retro in, like, the next town over, because, um, you know, it's all included on the same card. And I realized that that retro is a million times fucking better. Um, it's got a lot more shit. It's got a lot of, you know, different machines, different weights. Um, 
it's just overall better. Uh, they have a sauna in the locker room, which I have not used yet, but I do plan on it. Um, they also have a room I discovered just the other day where, um, or last week, I think it was, where um, I guess they hold classes in there. There's a little stage and a sound system and all that stuff. But when the classes aren't running in there, it's pretty much empty, like completely fucking empty. Um, and they have a big like monkey bar rig in there and, you know, it goes like up on the one side, the bars go up on the one side and then, you know, straight across and then up on the other side. So, um, for my training and for my like OCR and stuff, this is such an excellent thing to have at my disposal to, you know, to do once a week, twice a week, whatever, just keep those monkey bar reps up. So by the time I hit fucking these races, I'm going to be ready for fucking action. So I'm really, really excited about everything that's going on there. My numbers are fucking jumping pretty fucking high as far as, you know, my personal records and and the the fucking training I'm I'm doing in there is just, uh, yeah, I I just keep hitting another level. You know, I, I was doing that in the, the place I was going where I kept just topping myself and everything, but it started to get, like, really fucking crowded with, like, little-ass kids and little fucking teenage kids and, you know, the same jerk-offs you're looking at every week, and, um, I don't know. I just, they, I definitely needed a change, and uh, I couldn't have made a smarter decision in that. I mean, it's really about the same distance because, um, Although the one is in the town that I live in, it's on like the other side of town and I mean less than a mile away the town next door starts. You know what I mean? So like you go about the same amount of distance just in the other direction. So but uh yeah, loving that. Um so my birthday was last Thursday. Um, I turned 41. So again, I, I must remind you young motherfuckers, step your game up because I'm crushing it out this motherfucker and uh, y'all looking crazy. Y'all looking sloppy as shit. Lazy, sloppy, just ain't shit motherfuckers. So um, step it up. Um, so then on my birthday, I... Uh, well, the day before, the night before, uh, we went out to Atlantic City, and uh, we got a room out in the ocean. Um, that's a hotel, casino, resort on the uh, the boardwalk right in Atlantic City. It's like uh, it's like that, and the Hard Rock's right there, and the showboat's right over there, and this and that. Um, for the past couple of years, we've been doing just about the same thing. We'll do different things on my actual birthday, but the night before, we generally go out to Atlantic City and stay the night. So, you know, we go gamble a little bit, you know, eat some good food and all of that, you know, stay in the room. And then the next morning, we, you know, jump up and figure out what we're going to do for the day. You know, obviously, we generally have a plan for it. Um, so, first things first. Uh, fucking the ocean is amazing. The past couple of years we've been going to Harris, and I had no problems with Harris. Uh, last year we had like somewhat of like a bad experience. Uh, not all bad. I mean, it ended up being all right, but um, yeah, it wasn't our best uh outing. Uh, they ended up like screwing the rooms up and giving us a smoking room, and then you went in there and it's just like, dude, I don't even know how you make things smell that bad. Like, like. 
cigarettes. And it's like, it's like this stale, like deep fucking rooted smell. Like there's no cigarettes. There's no ash. Like there's no anything left in the room. But the fucking smell just like pours out of the fucking like walls and the, the furniture. And it's fucking crazy. And it was just like, there's no way. I, I can't fucking stay in here. So I uh, went and complained at the desk, whatever. They switched us over to like a handicap room, which is like, you know, just more or less equipped for like uh, hearing impaired and, you know, uh, visually impaired and that, that type of thing. Um, I guess a little bit more wheelchair accessible, whatever the case is. But they just have like, you know, medical alert shit next to the toilet and stuff in case you fucking get caught up in there and uh, need help. So, uh, you know, it wasn't, wasn't like crazy or anything, but, um, so just, uh, you know, I was talking to my, my, uh, my tattoo artist and, uh, my buddy Kel and he was like, dude, hey, I've been going to the ocean on, on a regular basis. I won't go nowhere else. That place is so dope. This and that. So I said, you know, fuck man, let's, let's, uh, take Kel up on his recommendation and just give this joint a shot, you know? And, uh, Sure enough, uh, we went out there. This place is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I mean, you just you walk from one area to the next, and it, it's just it's breathtaking. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, right in the main like lobby area where you check in, uh, they have a tank, a fish tank that was done by the the people on the the show Tanked. Um, and uh, so I mean, just beautiful saltwater tank right in the middle. And, uh, you know, so there's that, um, there's this big outside area that's like big glass doors all the way around, right. Uh, again, across from where you check in and it's like a big open air area. Um, you're a couple floors up at that point to begin with, but, um, you go out there and there's like fires, like they have like, uh, I guess they're gas powered or whatever, but these decent like fire setups you know they're they're burning pretty high and um it was a little chilly out but as soon as you got out there it was warm because of those fires and then uh i mean just just the lighting was just so dope it yeah I mean, you just looked out there and you were just like holy shit and uh we really lucked out because um you know going on a wednesday night it was dead as hell so um shit, man it was uh it, it was like so many rooms that you walked into and it was just like, yeah, this is all ours. Like this is this whole section here. There's nobody else here. We could just like, just stop for a second and just take it all in because it's it's it was ours. You know, it was there was nobody else. You know, crowds or people to deal with or anything. It, it was so fucking great. And um, so you go out there into that little area and you look up, and uh, you could see like the the windows and the rooms and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously the sky above you. Um, but yeah, man, that, that, that is, uh, an incredible, incredible resort. Uh, definitely plan on going back there. And pretty much that's, that's my new exclusive joint as far as, uh, going to AC, where we're going, we're going to the ocean. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's got the ball on top. I think it was, uh, the rebel initially. And then when it was bought out or they, I guess, went out of business and then, uh, bought by the ocean whoever you know owns that and uh yeah it's it's just amazing um we went to wild for uh dinner over there 
and uh, this is fucking amazing too. You know, I, I have nothing bad to say about the ocean, and um, yeah, these burgers were just incredible. Um, it was like uh, like beef brisket mixed with some other shit is like how they make their burgers and uh some kind of crazy special sauce or whatever but uh i mean holy shit these burgers are fucking banging i've never went to wall burgers before um but you know uh i, I highly recommend that as well because um, that was the thing when i went to harris one of my favorite things to do was go over to the uh there was like ac burger or some shit like that and they'd have, like, these beef brisket fries where, like, you know, the fries are, like, smothered in, like, beef brisket. And it's just incredible. They didn't have that, but um, the burgers well, well made up for it. So, um, just really great stuff. Definitely going back there as well. Um, I brought my puppet Grizz. Uh, he's my, my first puppet. And, uh, you know, the, the leader of my uh, puppet channel and all of that stuff. He's kind of the, the star. And, uh, I've never really brought him out like on location type thing. So I put him in like a big rolling suitcase and, um, cause the, the plan for the next day was to go to the, um, Jim Henson exhibit at the museum of moving image in Queens, which was not the best idea because it's, it's a far trip. Um, you know, the museum in itself was small. I'll get to that in a second, but, um, I don't really have a lot of complaints about, you know, their display itself because, you know, I mean, what they had there was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, it was like three hours from AC to there. And then, uh, where my house should be about an hour shorter to get back. The traffic was then bad by the time we were coming back. So it was at least three hours coming back too. So just kind of crazy. But anyway, I brought my, um, I brought Grizz, and when we were going to leave the next morning from the ocean, I uh, we went put our other suitcases in the car and then said, yeah, let's uh, go back in there. Um, to backtrack a little bit, too, I, um, I've, I'm not, like, a, the biggest gambler. I, you know, bet on fucking football games this year and all that, but uh, not the biggest gambler. Uh, I get, like, real frustrated with stuff like that. So, um, you know, if I lose – you know, I throw $20 in a slot machine. These things are like paper shredders. And uh, you put $20 in there, you lose your 20 You put another 20 in, you lose your 20 Like, how much of that do you really want to do before you, you know? I don't know. I just get, like, irritated. People keep taking my money. I stop giving them my fucking money. It's You're supposed to learn from mistakes. Everybody gets this, you know, crazy, oh, I'm going to make my money back. Like, I'm not really that delusional about it. I... I err more on the side of I'm probably going to lose all my money if I stay here. Um, so I wasn't going to play any slots or anything like that. And my thing is the money wheel. I love the money wheel. Uh, it's like a boardwalk wheel, uh, different uh, dollar amounts on it. And, uh, you know, your odds are higher for the, the $1 thing because there's a lot of those on the wheel. And then it goes all the way up and you play like your, well, at Harris, I was playing Harris or Joker, and those are like 45 to 1. So if you hit, you know, a $1 chip on that, that's 45 for every $1 you put down. And, uh, you know, I've hit those a couple of times, too, uh, in the past. So those are my thing. Um, I could kind of, you know, just, just play that kind of smart, you know, a little on the lows, a little on the highs, you know, dollar bets. 
So I could generally get, you know, 60 or 80 bucks to last me like an hour or two, like just sitting there playing. And, you know, sometimes you win a little more than others, but it doesn't just like, you know, snap your fingers and it's shit, it's gone. I can't believe I lost all that fucking money. Or it, it just feels like you have a little bit more control over the situation. So that's that was my game plan 100%. I've never been to the ocean. So we're walking around, we're walking around, not seeing the money wheel. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, yep. So eventually we asked somebody. Oh, no, we don't, we don't have one of those. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, now, I had heard about roulette, and roulette being pretty similar to what the money wheel is all about. A couple variations and a couple differences in, in what it brings to the table. Um, but... Uh, you know, I had kind of had in the back of my head, like, maybe I'll try this roulette thing. And, you know, my buddy Kel, he plays the roulette all the time. Um, so, initially, I was like, eh. All these fucking tables were crowded that night. So, I was a little intimidated because I never played roulette before. So, then when I saw, you know, it was like, I think the lowest buy-in or, you know, the minimum bet was like 10 bucks. So I'm thinking like, man, I'm putting $10 bets down. I've never played this shit before. I feel like this can go like fucking snap your fingers and your money's gone. So I said, eh, yeah, just, just fuck the gambling for, you know, I'm not going to do it. Um, so then like we were going to go up to the room or whatever. And, uh, and Nina's like, yeah, I just want to play a slot real quick. So she puts her 20 in the slot. And I'm impatient, so she's hitting a button and stuff. I'm just going, yeah, fuck it. So I grab a 20, I put it in the slot, lose my fucking 20, just as expected with these paper shredding machines. So then I uh, said, all right, you know, that's, that's that. Go up to the room next morning, go down, and uh, she wants to, you know, play a slot again. Again, I put uh, our suitcases in the car came back with Grizz in the suitcase and then did a couple little, you know, videos with him, you know, in the different places in the casino. And like I said, uh, in, in the resort, I should say, um, it, it was so open and empty that it was like this big area. It wasn't like a spectacle that I was pulling a puppet out. There was like no one in this big area. I'm like, Oh, fuck pull Grizz out, do another quick little video. And, uh, so it was really awesome. It gave me a lot of practice of doing that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, so I had a lot of fun with that. And then I was like, I want Grizz to play a fucking slot machine because that shit would be cool as hell. I don't know if you're allowed to do this or not because I'm like filming in the casino and stuff like that. I, I don't know if that's even allowed. But I figure we're leaving anyway. Worst case scenario, they tell us, hey, get the fuck out of here with that shit. And we're like, oh, yeah, our apologies, whatever. And we leave. Um, so I had them all ready. Got my 20 ready, put it in the machine, pulled them out of the suitcase, did a little video with them. No problem. Uh put them away, you know, it hit like a little bit, it was like going up and down, you know, lose a couple spins, you know, win a couple spins, but nothing like huge, so I ended up hitting where I won like 40 bucks, so that gave me my 20 that I, I just put in back, plus the 20 I lost the night before, so I said, fuck that, not playing games, cash the fuck out, so now I'm back where I started, so now I said, you know what, now, let me try a fucking roulette because I'm back where I started. I got back where I already lost the, you know, now I'm back. Like I haven't even bet anything. So $10 buy-in on the roulette. Um, yeah, I go in, I put $20, you know, get the, the two chips for that. And then, um, or whatever it is, you know, singles, whatever. But, um, 
and then I, I got the hang of that. And I said, okay, it's kind of the same situation where you're you're writing your black or your or your higher odds, lower payout. If you go straight at numbers, that's going to be a higher payout. That's like thirty-five to one. But again, it's thirty-five to one, so your chances of hitting a number is way harder. Uh, huge payoff if you hit, you know, thirty-five dollars, and you know, or you hit a a ten-dollar, you know, is three hundred fifty dollars right off the bat. So, uh, you know, um, but I didn't play any numbers or anything like that. They have like different different things like uh, odds evens. They have. Um, the first 12 numbers, second 12 numbers, third 12 numbers, like that. So I was playing with that a little bit and uh, just quick 180 bucks. So I was like, fuck, all right, cash out again. I'm not trying to, you know, play all day or anything like that. We were just hitting a little before we left. So 180 bucks. So again, that gave me the 20 I just bet, plus like what I spent on dinner the night before. So, I mean, if anything, I, I came out $20 ahead of any money spent. So, I was like, that was dope. Um, so that's that's going to be my game now is the roulette. And, uh, again, it's just a beautiful, beautiful casino. I can't say enough about it. Uh, so then we went to Museum of Moving Image. And, like I said, uh, you know, quite a trek all the way to fucking New York. I hate cities. Absolutely fucking hate cities. Uh, they're just they just warehouse people. People are stacked on top of people there. That's why I say, yeah, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Because you're like fucking nothing. You're, it's like an ant farm. Like, there's there's so many people that you don't even fucking matter there. You know what I mean? It, if you could stand out in that fucking crowd, it's like, oh, shit, you know? Uh, you're doing something really over the top at that point. Um so, you know, we drive around, like, fucking forever, finally find a parking spot, got to walk, like, two blocks to the joint, you know, it's just, you know, basic New York shit. So then, uh, you know, we go in there and stuff, and they got Kermit, and they got um, Rolf, and uh, Big Bird, and Big Bird is fucking eight foot tall, and if you never saw that shit live, TV doesn't do it real justice, you're looking at an eight foot fucking big bird and he's legit man he's he looks dope as hell um so i took you know a little video with uh grizz and big bird in there and then uh you know just a bunch of pictures and shit if you're on my facebook page you see all the pictures of you know all the things i'm talking about so yeah it was a good time but again like the drive you know we're gonna have to you know plan something a little closer to ac next year so that way you know we're just hopping from here to there and it's it's not like a drain on like just sitting in the fucking car for you know combined six hours on my birthday that sucks so uh but you know all in all it was fine uh we get back home and i had uh surprised my twins with um their first puppets and i'd gotten the puppets in the mail uh, or whatever you want to call it um, like two days prior and the label on the box is Luna's puppets. It's got a logo and everything. So they already know. Cause you know, I got my crew up here. So they already know. And they're like, Oh my God, you know, what, what, what kind of puppet did you get or whatever? Like, Oh, you, you can't meet my new puppet until, uh, my birthday. Yeah. That's part of my birthday celebration is you can meet my new puppet. And like, Oh, what's his name and all that. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm not telling you until, you know, you, you meet him on, on my birthday. So we did a whole thing, and uh, I blindfolded them, and I put their puppets next to them, take off the blindfolds, and I was like, oh, so so what are you going to name them? And they're like, what? Uh, yeah, like, those are yours, and they're just so hyped. So 
I'm having a lot of fun doing, you know, uh, puppet practice with them. And I just, I'm really looking forward to the amount of, uh, experience they could, they could log with this because I mean, if, if one or both of them stick with it, they could say they've been, they've been handling professional grade puppets since they were fucking nine years old, which is pretty awesome. Um, you know, if they go into their teens with this, this is, you know, some, some major talent they'll, they'll end up with. So, uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So now in the house we have uh six, I have uh, my oldest daughter. I got her a puppet, I think year last year for her birthday. And then, uh, these ones are a little bit smaller. Their eyes don't blink or anything, but you know, these are the twins. Um, and then I have my three. So, and I got a, um, like a group photo with all of them. You don't even see the people. So we're all like ducked down the puppets up in the air and the, the twins and uh, Mary Jane were behind the couch. So, you know, it looks really fucking cool. It was like an awesome group shot. And uh, yeah, it was, it was one of my favorite recent pictures. I thought that was so cool. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, what else? What else? What else? Anything? Oh, fucking like, so I don't know if, how I'm coming off audibly on this because uh, I can't really hear out of my left ear. Uh, last Saturday, I came home from the gym and like a little while after it started feeling like uh, like my ear was like clogged and shit. And uh, it was like doing that like popping thing like I was in the pool or something. But there was no fucking pool. Uh, I had done no swimming. There was no water. It wasn't like I just took a shower or anything like that. I was just came from the fucking gym. And... Uh, that persisted, and uh, so, like, two days later, I went over to the doctor, and uh, he said I have, like, an outer ear infection, and it's, like, a little, like, irritated, so it's keeping fluid behind the eardrum or some shit like this. So, he said to take, like, Claritin D or whatever kind of, um, you know, allergy with a decongestant type thing, and that would supposedly open it up and allow shit to drain out. And then they gave me like eardrops, which would clear up the outer ear infection that I had in it. So uh, maybe the drops are clearing the ear infection because I haven't really had any like pain with it or anything. So maybe the drops are clearing the ear infection. I can't, you know, see in my ear myself to know anything, but uh, the fucking fluid isn't leaving my fucking ear just yet. So I'm putting drops in my fucking ear, which is also fluid. Uh, and then it's just like the left side of my head is fucking muted. It's crazy, too, because my sound bar on my TV broke, like, at pretty much the same time as my left ear went out, so <laughs> it's, like, fucking like fucking crazy coincidence. Just like, yeah, you're not going to hear anything you're trying to watch. Uh, so, I'm, I had TV at, like, fucking 50 just to listen to Seinfeld at night while I'm watching. But, um, so I got a new sound bar, though, so that's that's dope. It's got a, a bass speaker with it, too, so that's, that's even cooler. Um... But yeah, uh, so that's that. I guess we'll talk about wrestling, right? I mean, fucking, I think there's some wrestling shows this week or some shit. I, you know, look, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not much of a wrestling fan these days, so, uh, I'll, I'll do what I can. So, uh, all right, WrestleMania obviously is the big one. Give you just my quick view on this this whole uh wrestlemania wrestlemania to me this year is 100 percent a publicity stunt they are playing to every fucking group that they can 
um, women in the main event. Uh, you, I mean, you had CM Punk, and I know he left for various different reasons and all that, but, like, a big, big thing that was weighing on him for a while, and he had mentioned, is he really wanted the main event WrestleMania. And they just wouldn't give it to him. They beat around the bush and gave him this and gave him that, but they just didn't want to give him, like, the main event of WrestleMania. For whatever reason. Um, so... They give these three women the main event of WrestleMania, which is, it's a monumental thing. It's, it's really, really big. But again, to me, they're pandering towards the women's movement. And, um, look, I, I hope these girls go out and kill it. And, and quite honestly, the only reason that I want to watch WrestleMania in any capacity is for that match. Ronda and Becky completely sold me on what they're doing out there. I'm a huge Ronda Rousey fan, so to see these girls right on the main event with the expectations way, way high for them to step up and kill it, I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing what's going on, and uh, look, I, again, they did their fucking job, but I 100% think this is a publicity stunt. The other side of the publicity stunt is um, Kofi Kingston. I know, uh, you know, superstar Billy Graham had some shit to say. He doesn't deserve a title of 100, 140 pounds, whatever kind of bullshit he said. You know, Daniel Bryan doesn't weigh any more than Kofi Kingston, I, I don't think. Because I think he's a little bit shorter. Maybe he's a little stockier. But, I mean, we're not talking about outweighing him by 50 pounds or something. So, um, if you have a problem with the weight class, then, you know, uh, that's that's irrelevant. Um so I don't know what uh, his actual problem is. Um, I will tell you this, though. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk, you know, for, for years. And, you know, no black champion, no black champion, no black champion. Um, to me, Kofi's a ridiculous um, choice. And not because I dislike Kofi. I've always liked Kofi. I've always thought he was a really good wrestler. Very athletically talented. Um, before they were letting all these indie guys in there, he was one of the more exciting guys on the roster. He was doing a lot of creative shit and a lot of, you know, high flying and, and just innovative shit. Um, for years, they used him as like the joke in the, in the rumble, but they didn't use him like, oh, you know, he walked on his hands or he jumped from the, uh, the, the whatever they call those, the, the guardrail pad thing, jump from the guardrail pad back to the apron Oh, he, he pogo stick jumped on the chair, but he didn't do that to then make it to the final three guys for the most part. And I'm no WWE historian, so maybe he did that one year. But I don't think there was ever really like a belief like he could win this. He was like knocked the fuck out like a minute after he got back into the ring. Like sometimes like 30 seconds after he did this triumphant, I'm not eliminated, you just get fucking eliminated. So I think WWE is, has done nothing for his stock long-term to give him a push for the, the title. I think if a guy's you know, with the company for as long as Kofi Kingston is, and they keep him mid-card, they keep him low-card, they keep him just really not making any traction, not really doing much with him, the biggest push and the biggest uh, actual um, exposure and, and the most over he's ever been is with New Day. And that, that's a collaborative effort. And realistically, I mean, Xavier's the talker and, and, um, and Biggie's a lot of the personality there. And Kofi's just kind of, you know, a really athletic guy in the group, but hardly the standout as far as I'm concerned. 
Um, so to me, it just, it doesn't come off genuine. Like, oh, it's a long time coming. They've been working on this for, you know, he, he just, he was never the fucking guy. And suddenly they're taking that road where they're like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's the guy. But I, I think they're a hundred percent doing this just to say, look, we, we crowned a black champion. I think a hundred percent he's winning. I've heard a lot of people uh, predicting a big E heel turn. I think they double down on this. I think they give Kofi Kingston the win. Biggie turns heel with this should have been me fucking, you know, that that should be my title, this and that. And I think maybe Biggie fucking pulls the title off him at the next pay-per-view or, or maybe SummerSlam or some shit like that. And then you have two black champions back to back. And, uh, you know, then, then it it shines their image just a little bit. That's my opinion on it. I I don't really think that this stuff is being done genuinely or, or for any legitimate reason. I think this is a hundred percent just trying to kiss the ass of the, the, uh, you know, some of the movements. So it is what it is. Um, I think Brian and Kofi will put on a good match. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, John Oliver fucking straight up flamed fucking, uh, Vince, and the, and the WWE and their policies and this and that. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know who the fuck John Oliver is previous to this. Um, but he put down this fucking, like, like 15, 20-minute clip slash, like, promo shit, man, where he just went in about all the different things and the injuries and the lack of uh, health insurance and the, the nonstop uh, schedule with the no-off season and this and that and the concussions and all that. I mean, he went the fuck in, and um, good for him. You know, I mean, all the shit he said is legit. You know, so uh, I mean, I don't know if it's gonna catch any traction or anything like that, and actually make some waves, and and maybe they make some moves towards actual health insurance and and coverage. It it makes all the sense in the world for them to do that shit. And if any company can afford to do it, it's fucking billionaire Vince McMahon. I know indie companies, they, they barely hold their fucking shows together from show to show. They, they're they like a paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck type company, you know. Uh, one show bombs, and they're like, eh, we might have to take a light on talent next show just to pull it together. So, I, I mean, you know, and depending on the, the indie companies, some have a little bit more tolerance for a loss or whatever the case is. But, you know, I, I could see them not having the ability to, to afford health insurance, especially with, you know, rosters that are in and out and people are booked show to show and things like that. So that that's a little bit less um, feasible or, or even um, logical. But um, the WWE, by all fucking means, have the ability to do that. So, um, you know, but... um. I guess I guess we'll see what comes out of that. I mean, you know Vince wants no part of doing that type of shit, but you know. Uh all right. So there's some sites that uh stream all these these wrestling shows that go on over the weekend. I'm gonna try to watch the uh Joey Janela Spring Break Part two, part three, year three, whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm gonna try to watch that tonight. It's done at like midnight or whatever. So I'll, I'll see if I could uh stick it out for that if the uh the site's got it on there but the site's just like fucking stream all these shows so i just like i had to clean my fish tanks last night and i was just like yeah you know let me just put some shit on the computer and uh yeah just see what pops up 
and uh, it was the interspecies wrestling boner jam shows. <laughs> it's like definitely not not one of the things I had anticipated watching two seconds of previous to that. Um, this is this is trash. This is not my type of shit. Um, so I t- when I tuned in, it was about time for the food fight which was like uh, somewhat of a battle royal type situation. There was a bunch of entries and food and uh, just terrible, terrible fucking wrestling. Um, And I also learned the dad bod squad, which I had previously said in uh, one of my recent episodes, but I said that in like uh, a joking manner. I had no idea that this was a legitimate tag team. Uh, there is a tag team called the Dad Bod Squad, uh, which I had no idea of. Um, I don't know if there's a vitamin deficiency uh, division, because that was the other thing I hinted, but uh, or I um, I referenced, but I don't know if that's a real thing in another company. You never know. But um, so yeah, this was trash. Um. What happened here? Um, Sean Henderson won this. Uh, everybody should know how much I love that guy. Uh, Sean Henderson, at 80 pounds or so, uh, won this with a sweet chin music to uh, Tara Calloway's chins. And um, she, she is in terrible shape. Um, see, this is the thing. Like, And she's one of those people that really leans on. You can't body judge. You can't. You can't body shame. You can't mention this. You can't mention that. But, like, unhealthy is unhealthy. And when it comes right down to it, like, if you're in terrible fucking shape, the world doesn't need to protect you. You should really be, like, looking out for your own shit. And, um, you know, maybe maybe if people say a few negative things, I, I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that I'm some form of, uh, you know, good influence by saying something negative, but I, I just, I just don't think we should ignore problems for the sake of someone's feelings. Um, if, if it becomes more acceptable to just be completely sloppy and out of shape, well then maybe everybody dies at a younger age. Um, I mean, if we focus a little bit more on what's, what you should be doing and what you should be trying to do, you know, I, I mean, effort goes a long fucking way. But if you give up on it and it just becomes acceptable and you can't judge, well, then, then you know, rest in peace. Uh, that That's legitimately what's going to fucking happen, especially in this wrestling business where people are not only running around looking like shit and, and eating like shit and treating their bodies like shit, but they're, they're fucking banging themselves up all over the place. So now you got an injury, plus you got a fucking, you know, you're obese. You know what I mean? So now you got like a bum knee and you're carrying around weight you shouldn't have to carry around. It's just it's just really irresponsible living, in my opinion. And um you know, for to be irresponsibly living, I don't I don't think warrants someone else protecting your feelings and, and just not mentioning it. Because that's that's on you, you know, a hundred percent. So uh so yeah. Um what else? Oh, the main event was uh Cause I, I just turned it off after that. I was like, fuck this. And then I was back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, oh yeah, they have that Lego fucking main event thing. So I was like, all right, I'll just fucking put it back on and see what, yeah. You know. And, uh, it was Tremont, Gage, Addy Star, and Cannonball. And 
I uh, just, just not a fan. Just, just really not a fan. Yeah, Addie Star was bumping these dudes around like she was just, you know, fucking super strong. She's got her muffin top running around in the ring, and she's, you know, uh, belly to belly suplex engage into shit. And I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ! It just, to me, it looks bad. Again, like there's a way to do um, intergender wrestling that I, I think looks believable. Um, but I mean the chick should a hundred percent be on the fucking defense for the most of the match. She should catch such a major fucking beating. And, uh, it's just, it's just logical. It's crazy. If you have four dude, well, three dudes and her in the ring and they're all just like even keel, just doing moves to each other the whole time. There's no, there's no disadvantage. There's no lopsided. And I think that's part of this bullshit society. Everybody's the same. It, it's not really that. It, that's not a reality. Everybody's not the fucking same. Um, so, you know, I mean, she, she fucking took all sorts of bumps and shit like that. Uh, you know, taking that away from her, but like just, just some of the way that this, these matches are worked, it's just, clown shit it looks fucking ridiculous so uh tremont ends up winning the king of crazy whatever the fuck match uh with the legos so he's he's that champion so then i checked out some of the spring break uh, deal um so doey janela comes back and uh he's got a mystery opponent or whatever and ends up being marco stunt who's also returning because he broke his leg or some shit i think at a uh I thought he broke some shit at that California show. So I don't know. Maybe it wasn't as bad as it uh, it was supposed to be. I, I don't know. But he's back. So he comes out. And uh, I mean, as I continuously say, Joey's in terrible shape. Joey is not working on his body at all. He just looks terrible. He looks like trash. So he's out there just looking a fucking mess. Um they do a bunch of spots all over the place. They take this spot to the ring apron. And, uh, I mean, Joey fucking looks like he, he could, could have broke his fucking neck, could have spring broke his neck. Um, and, uh, obviously he gets up, he's, you know, he's not majorly injured, but Jesus Christ, it looked fucking terrible. And it's like, this dude just came back from an injury and this shit looks, you're not like fucking worried about being put back on the fucking shelf. And on the same move, uh, Marco, like, busts his face on the ring apron, too. So it was just, like, just calamity. So uh, Marco goes over with, like, a fucking roll-up or some shit. Is what it is. Uh, next, and I, I'm not saying next is in next match because I know I missed some shit. Like I said, I was back and forth cleaning my fish tanks, and I was adding extra um, air, uh, air stones to my fish tank. So I got, like, two sets of bubbles in each tank now. Uh, it looks really good, but, um, yeah, I was, I was doing my fish tank Friday thing and then just, you know, checking in on that here and there. Um, the gauge Otani seemed good from what I saw. Um, Tony Deppin wrestled a guy with no legs. I hate this more than I could fucking verbalize. This is terrible. I don't give a fuck if the guy did like crazy springboard shit with no legs and this and that anybody with fucking legs should be able to pick up a guy without legs and stick him in a fucking garbage disposal. Like, there's no fucking way that he should be getting any fucking offense. Like, you you mean to tell me that Tony Deppin can go toe-to-toe with fucking Chris Dickinson and they beat the shit out of each other, 
but this guy with legs is just really hard to handle. Like, get the fuck out of here. That this should be a one move fucking done match, and it's like, oh my god, Deppin's an animal. He just kicked that guy in the face with no legs, and I, I mean, I, I just, I hate it. Absolutely fucking hate it. This is this is that shit, you know. You go from one thing that's like really believable, and they lean towards, uh, you know, Deppin will say, oh, I'm not shaking hands after the match because that shit's on, you know, the believability of of the fight and this and that. And, oh, okay, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and then you wrestle a guy with no fucking legs and give him a ton of offense. I, I'm just, it's fucking ridiculous. So, if you weren't uh, turned off by that at all, um, Invisible Man, I guess uh, he's not dead or whatever the fuck. Uh, he, he's up against Invisible Stan. So now, like, the fans are legitimately reacting to nothing for the for the length of this match. A bunch of, oh, oh, fucking chanting. And uh, they they fake some kind of balcony spot where they fucking jump off the balcony, but there's no fucking people in the match. Um, again, complete trash. Not my type of shit. I, I'm not with it. Um, main event. I I sat and watched. By then, I think I was done doing my tanks. And uh, Jimmy Lloyd and uh, Takeda absolutely fucking killed it. I mean, just fucking crazy match crazy crazy match uh big props to fucking jimmy lloyd stepping up again um i I will maintain that there there is something about the dude that is not um see the thing is is like when it comes down to this uh takeda versus jimmy lloyd main event oh they performed like a main event 100 percent. but when you look at the persona and the the speaking and, and what Jimmy Lloyd brings to the table as far as his personality goes, for that he's not a main event guy. But performance wise, he could step up to be a main event guy. My opinion, I think Jimmy Lloyd needs a manager. I think he needs a speaking, uh, you know, somebody to speak for him. And he needs to work on some kind of gimmick because whatever that like fucking different boy or fake Lobo shit he's doing is lame as fuck. This is straight up. I mean, it's fucking stupid. So, um, I mean, the dude is out there performing his ass off, doing some of the craziest shit out there, hanging with guys like Takeda. I mean, what can you say? He he fucking killed it out there. Um. So apparently, uh, at the other uh, Joey Ryan's fucking uh. What the fuck is it called? Uh, penis party or some shit? This dude is doing photo ops where you pay $30 to touch his dick. Hey, stop. That's it. So, I I don't I don't like this shit, man. This, this, this shit, like I already said, you know, this shit is turning into just, just fetishes, man. This, that's all this shit is. This is just like weirdo fucking kink shit. That that's what fucking wrestling is turned into. I saw some other shit where dudes were like smashing their naked asses together on on the fucking turnbuckle and shit. Somebody sent that shit to me like, "Yo, what the fuck, man? This shit is 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 softcore porn and it's getting fucking less softcore as, as time goes." It, it's it's fucking crazy. I I can't fucking stand it. It's not uh, shock and awe shit doesn't take any fucking talent. 
It just doesn't. Um, some assholes investing in CZW. Uh, I I don't know the guy's name. I don't really give a fuck. Um, it's like actually it's like Steve Carell or something, but not like the actual fucking famous guy. Uh, this guy I guess had uh was like a GM in ECW, like right before they went out of fucking business. And then it was also like the owner or part owner of urban wrestling federation, which also went out of business. So this might just be like the, um, the priest that comes in and reads you your rights, you know, when you're going to die, this might be like just the, the last rights guy. Maybe he just knows like, he's like a, he's like a vulture. He just comes in and just like waits for shit to die. And you can stand by the corpse. Because I, I, I think that's, I mean, who the fuck would invest in CZW? It, it is fucking trash. Absolute trash. Today, I think they did a, or maybe they're now, I don't know. They're doing a crossover show at WrestlePro that nobody gives a fuck about. Nobody. Uh, next week is best of the best. I, I fucking, I hope it draws 10 fucking people. CZW cannot die soon enough. The type of shit, I mean... DJ fucking goes to, to one of the shows the other day, and he, he posts, and he, he types, I am at wrestling. And it's just like, do you know what level of fucking idiot he you come off like, DJ? Do you know what a laughing fucking stock you are? You know what an embarrassment you are to anybody who, who attaches themselves to your fucking name and your company? When you go out and you represent yourself like a fucking, like somebody with a fucking, with head trauma, you know, this shit is crazy. This shit is crazy. Like, you're like a fucking $5 wrestling competitor. That That's how you come across on some real shit. It's, it's fucking, it's crazy. It's crazy as hell. I, there's some points where I look at what CZW is doing. And I think like DJ is just trolling at this point. He's like, yo, we're going down and I'm going to bury CZW's entire fucking history and reputation. Like I, I'm going to see if I could fuck this company up to the point where people don't even want to talk about the, the good shit in the past anymore. Like they just want to move on. Like the, don't even bring CZW up. It's a sore spot, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I hope that asshole loses all of his fucking money and CCW goes out of business before fucking next year. Um, that that would be fantastic. Um, Anthony Green signed with Evolve, so that's one less guy that CCW can uh, can use. Um, I'm sure he'll hang around a little bit, but you know he's on to bigger and better things and and more opportunities and all that shit. And that's what it is. CCW has guys who will be there until something better comes along. And then they have a bunch of fucking green guys who can't fucking work and shitty kids with no build and no gear and just, just, I mean, that, that's what CZW is in a nutshell. So, um, there's that, um, Teddy Hart, um, they did, I guess, uh, some form of Teddy Hart reading rainbow and, uh, so this fucking guy, uh, goes out there and my friend Paul sent me a message telling me about it. And he said, dude, I was actually, and he hates Teddy Hart. He's like, I was actually laughing at that fucking reading rainbow shit. And then he threw his fucking cat 10 feet in the air. Fuck this guy. So again, this fucking guy is just going to continue to throw fucking animals around 
and, and do this for a fucking pop. Tremendously athletically talented, can fucking captivate an audience like like most. He's better than most at grabbing an audience's attention with just his abilities alone. But he feels the need to fucking throw cats around and involve animals for a pop. Kill yourself. Die. Today. Death to you, bitch. Die. Yeah, I, I um, and I, I heard that uh, somebody attacked Bret Hart or whatever, uh, it, like went to tackle him and shit, which is like the stupidest fucking thing during the uh, Hall of Fame speech. Like, why, why is nobody attacking fucking Daddy Hart? Um, the other thing is, is you know, all these fucking wrestlers that that fucking support this shit, and, and I don't want to hear that. Oh, we're not supporting it and this and that. All you motherfuckers who are running around taking fucking selfies with Teddy and the fucking cat, and you're uh, you're taking uh, these pictures and oh, Mr. Money, this and this and this. Um, you don't like cats, straight up. If you're taking a picture with Teddy and his fucking cat or popping for the cat. The only explanation for that is you don't like cats and you like the fucking torture that he's putting this fucking cat through. Because if you like cats, you wouldn't be for the treatment of the cat that, that that's going on. You wouldn't be. That's like saying, I really like tigers, so circuses are awesome because they have tigers. That's, that's how fucking stupid you sound to say that, oh, I fucking, that, that cat's great because I, I love cats and Teddy has the cat. That's how fucking stupid you sound. It's like the fucking circuses throw these tigers in these fucking trailers, drive them around the fucking country, whip them, fucking feed them trash and fucking and just keep them fucking confined and on the road all the time and in horrible fucking conditions and just fucking torture them for their entire life until they fucking turn or, or they fucking bow out of this shit and arthritis kicks in because of them cramped in these fucking trailers and pulled in and out of here and all this other shit, or they're put down because they did they lash out, they fucking they're tired of the bullshit. But like you're you're you would be like, oh well, I like tigers, so I'm going to the circus because they have tigers there. Well, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, I, I have no fucking sympathy for any fucking animal abuser. If you're out there fucking doing shit for a fucking reaction with cats. And like I said, with Teddy, it goes beyond just what he's out there doing with the cats. Because he was on shoot interviews talking about that he made more money breeding cats than fucking, than he did in wrestling. Well, when, when millions of cats are being euthanized every year in, in the fucking United States, the last thing we need is some Canadian dickhead breeding cats for fucking profit. Because I've seen cats of every fucking breed, shape, size, color come into my fucking shelter in bad shape. And it all comes down to being in the wrong fucking homes, being in the wrong hands. I got a Bengal in my house that was fucking declawed by somebody and thrown the fuck outside. He's got nerve damage in his fucking toes because someone fucking declawed him. And his shit is fucked up. And, uh, you know... This is this is the type of shit that goes on with irresponsible fucking owners because there's too many breeders out there and every asshole that gets a wild fucking bug in their ass they're like oh let me let me go buy one of those cats I saw one of those cats on TV that's really cool and, and then they buy it and then they go and eh, fucking I'm over this and then they just discard the cat like a fucking phase they went through it happens with dogs it happens with cats so when you have these little dickheads that are running around and breeding fucking cats and breeding fucking dogs. 
while hundreds of thousands of fucking millions of dogs and cats are being euthanized in fucking shelters for space, for the lack of fucking room to keep them, not because they're even bad animals, not because they're, they're un, um, they're they're unable to be socialized not because there is shelters all over the place that are just cannot contain the amount of animals that are coming off the fucking streets and from people's homes and it's all leads back to dickheads like fucking teddy who's like oh i i make so much money breeding cats you're a fucking asshole and just just one more in case you didn't hear it the first time kill yourself die today Death to you, bitch. Yeah, so um, I fucking hate that guy, and it's crazy because I was previously a fan. Um, so he he pushed his brand in a direction where I have no choice but to hate his fucking guts, because what I do does not fucking work well with what he does, and it, it's completely by choice. But um, you know. If you support that shit, if you think that what he's doing is fucking, there's nothing wrong with it, like, delete yourself off my fucking Facebook. I don't think it's fucking cool. I don't give a fuck about enough, anybody in wrestling enough where I I need to be friends with you. If you think that the Teddy Hart shit is cool or it's okay or it's not that bad or whatever the fuck. I know a little bit more about cats than the majority of you guys. I'm pretty sure of that. I've spent almost two decades working with cats. I, I don't need anybody's shitty opinion. This is what I did. The necro butcher tried to educate me years ago that those are trained. Those are trained. <laughs> those are trained performers. Those cats. You get the fuck out of here. You woman beating asshole. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I can't stand this motherfucker and the shit that, that, that just goes on. Unfortunately, there, there's really no fucking protection for animals this way. Uh, abuse is really treated lightly. Uh, in the state of New Jersey, the SPCA has been disbanded, doesn't exist anymore. Um, so now, like, you got to go through police departments and shit like that who uh, really, really don't give a fuck about animals. Like, they, that's the least of their fucking worries. I, uh, your dog barks a little too crazy at a dog. Uh, your dog barks a little too crazy at a cop if a cop runs into your house for something, which, I mean... Obviously, cops shouldn't have to run into your house, but in that scenario, the dog fucking runs a little too scary at the cop. They're blowing its fucking head off. So if these are the people who are going to govern what's good and bad for animals, then they don't stand a fucking chance. But if the fans and the promoters and the fucking fellow wrestlers say, hey, listen, Ted, you know, we fucking love what you do out there, but leave the cat at home, man. We're not, we're not okay with this shit. This isn't cool. We don't want this to be part of your fucking act. And, and if you can't do it without it, we, we don't want you on the show. That's the moral high ground that would keep this shit from happening. This is wrestling. This is, you know, go touch Joey Ryan's dick for $30. This is fucking wrestling. So this, this is what you get. This is exactly what it is. You know, and I, I've said it a bunch too. Um, this is this is wrestling. So there is no like complaining like that's not wrestling. That's not no. This this is wrestling. Wrestling is a fucking clown show with fucking fetishes and fucking softcore gay porn. Fucking people grabbing each other's cocks and fucking trying to put fingers in each other's assholes. This is wrestling. This is what it is. It's not fucking Masao Kabashi anymore. It's not any of that shit. 
you might get glimpses of it, but you got to fucking wade through gay porn in order to see it. And you get these millennial fucking bitches that take the stance where, if you got a problem with it, you must be a homophobe. Either buy a buy a fucking uh, dong style shirt, king of dong style shirt, or you're just a bigot. Go you know, fuck yourself. You motherfuckers are closet fucking homos, and that that's that's why you're all okay with this shit, because this is all just right up your fucking alley, and now it's okay. It's become more acceptable, and and it's your deal. And, and you know, it, it's not it's not the actual fucking gay people that are doing this shit. It's people that are using this as fucking role play that aren't brave enough to do what the fuck they want to do in their real life. So they, they, they make a show out of it. You know, but as I said before, I see this type of shit. First thought. Hey, stop. That's good. <laughs> uh, Kev Hart actually came out with a new special the, the two um, recently. And I just watched it last night. Shit is fucking hilarious. Um, I think even funnier than his last special. His last special was funny. But I don't think it was up to par with the couple before that. And this one I think hits right up there with his other shit. Uh, it's, it's fucking really good. Definitely going to watch that again. Uh, I saw a picture today too with um, George Kittle. A homie from the Niners. Trading jerseys. His jersey for Pentagon's mask. Like, they swapped fucking jersey and mask. He signed his jersey, gave it to Pentagon. Fucking Pentagon signed a mask, gave it to him. That's dope as fuck, man. He's a he's a big wrestling fan, and obviously, you know, being a 49er, that's fucking huge. And gives me a little thought that, you know, Pentagon might know a little bit about football and possibly be a Niner fan. So, uh, I, I can't, uh, can't be uh, any happier about that type of shit. And just seeing the interaction between, you know, a 49er and, and wrestlers and all this, this this buzz that's going on, all this shit that's going on, um, you know, you got fucking George Kittle right up in the mix, which is dope. I mean, come to think of it, uh, he's he's over here on the East Coast somewhere, so that that's pretty cool too. But um, I think that's about all I got. I uh, oh, I mentioned I meant to mention, uh, shout out to Hot Tag Podcast. Um, while I was away, Boxman um made the statement that he can beat CM Punk up, um, which is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Um, the thing is, these fans, they get fucking, they get too charged up for themselves. Way too fucking charged up for themselves. The majority of these guys who, who are wrestlers and, and are, are going through these grueling schedules and, and training and all this other stuff are just going to like kick the shit out of your average person. That's not doing any training and just drinking and smoking and fucking sitting around and doing podcasts. I, I, that's just, that's just a fact. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could fucking, um, reminisce about the days where you got into a fight and you thought it went pretty well for yourself. But I mean, these guys are actively training for professional fighting. Sure, when a CM Punk matches up against another professional fighter that's far better, he's going to make him look like this guy never fought a day in his life. But when he, he matches up against fucking Boxman, it's fucking over. It, it, it's going very badly. Very, very badly. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, this is just... Uh, I, I continue to, to say this. CM Punk is still probably the best heel in the business even not in the business because he gets people so fucking mad 
And he's got people so riled up that they think they can kick the shit out of him. Like, you know, just leaving wrestling and then being like, yeah, wrestling's fucking stupid. Fans are assholes. And they're like, you motherfucker, we bought your house. Like, <laughs> I think that's hilarious. It's just, he can just say a couple sentences or throw out a tweet or whatever. And it has like thousands of wrestling fans just irate. And the motherfucker hasn't, he hasn't been to fucking ring wrestling in years. And people are still chanting for him to fucking show up every fucking time. Every fucking mania. It's like, oh, where's CM Punk? Oh, did, did you see him in the... <laughs> you know? Um, it, it's just, it's really, really funny to me. Because he just uh, continues to to get his, his shit fucking noticed, man. He, he's uh, still so fucking over. It's unbelievable. There's guys that are, are wrestling every fucking weekend that can't get nearly a tenth as over as he is having not wrestled for years. So I think it's very, very funny, but, um, yeah. Um, beyond that, I don't think I have anything else. I'm probably missing shit. Cause uh, you know, I've gone a little bit of time without a show and I, I wrote a couple things down here, but you know, I will definitely do another show next week. Next week I got on Thursday, I'm going to see Bob Saget live. So that's dope. Uh, Count Basie Theater, dope, dope theater. I've seen Bill Burr there. I've seen uh, Artie Lang. Um, who the fuck else did I see? Uh, John Caparulo, uh, Weird Al. Uh, I've seen quite a few people there, and it's just such a beautiful theater, very intimate setting, and there's really not a bad seat in the house, like, if you're in the balcony, it still feels like you're right fucking there. Like it's, it's very, very good place to go see uh, comedy for sure. I saw a weird owl there, obviously a music act. Uh, very, very good. Um, yeah, great shit. So I'm excited to go see Bob Saget on Thursday and, uh, but I'm going to do another show. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try to watch this shit tonight. This, uh, spring break three, two, three, part two, whatever. Uh, and I'm going to see what I can watch at WrestleMania. I may actually just fucking get the network and just put it on my TV tomorrow night and just have it fucking there and just see what catches my attention enough to pay attention to it. And, uh, you know, maybe take a couple notes and should have a little bit to talk about next week between the, uh, the spring break three part two and the fucking, um, a little bit of mania and whatever else. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about all I got. Check out uh, Shaheen, man. He's he's out there fucking killing it. Uh, you go out to fucking half these shows, and he's out there with his table. He sold out of a ton of shit. He's absolutely murdering it. And he put in a shitload of work going into this, so he deserves it. He's definitely put in the hours. Uh, he's out there pretty much no sleep. He's uh, he's They got a house over there with the wrestling soup guys. Shout out to those guys. Um, you know, over in, uh, where the fuck is it? A T-neck or some shit. It's right over by Jersey city. And, uh, Shaheen is learning what a shithole Jersey city is. Um, but yeah, um, what else I got? Uh, I got your five stars with Jeremy, of course, check him out. Uh, he's a little under the weather, but he seems to be still, uh, getting them shows out there. So check him out. Uh, he interviewed someone last week. I don't remember the name of the guy, but, uh, check him out. This guy's got his finger on the pulse of all the, uh, upcoming talent. Um, and yeah, so, uh, check him out doing his thing. Check out the Deathmatch Russell podcast. The, the elite, the, the top tier of pro wrestling podcasts. 
Uh, check out my boy Lou doing his uh, Music is Life podcast. He listens to this podcast, and I thank him very much for that. And uh, he had some very nice things to say about me on his intro podcast or his, his initial podcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so, you know, he, he talks a lot about the music business and the different things that go on as far as uh, performing and, and playing different clubs and venues of, of that sort. So uh, check him out on that thing, too. So uh, I think that's I think that's all I got. What the fuck else? I'm probably missing all sorts of shit. But uh, and. Uh, shit. Yeah, I I think that's all I got for now. If I'm missing something, I'm missing something. What, what can I tell you? Um. Oh, um. Rest in peace, in Nipsey Hussle, man. Like I, you know, I, I wasn't like a big fan of his music or anything. Um, but the dude was like huge in the community and this and this. This is the shit, man. I I don't give a fuck how people people feel about this statement, but when it comes down to it, and all we do is fucking focus on, on police killing black people and police killing black people and this and that. But Biggie, Tupac, fucking Big L, fucking uh, Nipsey, uh, Freaky Ty. I mean, the, the fucking, the list goes on and on. These people weren't killed by cops. I mean, maybe you got some conspiracy about the L.A. police did some shit with the pot. Yeah, but, but when it comes right down to it, th- th- this is hood shit, man. So it, it's either okay for people to get killed this way or it's not. And and there should be a lot more fucking outrage about the way that shit goes down. When it comes down to neighborhoods that you know you can't walk through that fucking neighborhood, that's a problem. And you guys need to look back at yourself, regardless of what kind of neighborhood it is or who lives in the neighborhood. You should look back at yourself. So why is that fucking dangerous? Why is that place fucking not a good place to be? That shit is all cool. That shit is all good as far as, yo, yo, you don't fuck with my street. You don't fuck with my hood. It's all good, but but your people aren't safe there. And it's because of the way that you're conducting your business. And it's the way that because you're you're doing things in a certain way that's not safe to the people in your own surrounding. So as long as that's okay, and those numbers are way, way fucking higher than anything the police kill, that shit's not okay. That, that's not okay. So you can't focus on 10, 10 people that a cop killed and ignore thousands that are killed by their own people. It's it's not okay. It's fucking not all right. So uh, that's that's my opinion on it. And um, you know somehow that's that's that'll be spun into oh these fucking racist. You know, fucking you don't understand. I don't need to understand. I don't need to understand a motherfucking thing. I just know that um. There, there's way too much fucking gun violence that goes on on the streets. Um, way too many people are killed fucking young. They lose their fucking lives senselessly. And if we're focusing on one group of people that are killing people, then we should focus on every fucking group of people that are killing people. That's it. I mean, it's either a problem or it's not. You don't get to fucking pick and choose and pick the lower number and get super outraged about it. And, oh, this this guy's kneeling and shit because of the cops. Nobody's fucking kneeling about the other shit. Nobody's fucking outraged about the other shit. Nobody's uprising. Nobody's trying to make changes in the fucking community so the fucking guns go away. 
And this isn't saying that, you know, guns across the board are bad, but the way that they're be, being used in the hoods fucking sure as shit are. Nobody's doing any fucking target practice or fucking, uh, you know, hobby shit out there. But, again, um, when it comes down to the, the strength of the hood and, and the, uh, the streets, the streets need to be able to police themselves because cops are too scared to go into these areas. And then when, when they're scared to go into these areas... They already have a fucking hair trigger on on various things that they might encounter. And maybe they don't make the fucking right decisions and they go in there fucking half-cocked and kill the wrong person or kill this person or that person or whatever the case is. Not making excuses for them, but I'm saying it's a violent, fucking terrible environment for them to have to be the person to stop it. When When people are shooting each other left and right and your job is... Go stop the motherfuckers. I, I don't know how to act civilly. I don't know how to go into that situation and be like, okay, the proper procedure is, oh, shit, they're shooting. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I Again, I'm not making excuses for the unjust killings that have been done by police. Believe me, uh, some of the shit is completely fucking terrible. But when it comes to guys like, like Nipsey getting fucking killed out there, that that's not that. So let's focus on this a little bit. I'd, I'd like to see the needle move from this. When when I'm watching the news in the morning, I watch the Philly channel and shit, and they're like, uh, you know, 280 people this year have been killed already. Like, I don't know the number. I'm just, you know, uh, throwing a number out there. But that's the type of shit you hear. Be like, you know, they get this, like, worried look on their face, and they're like, oh, I can't believe, you know, 100, 165 people just in the past three months have been shot in Philly. It's like, what the fuck? That's just Philly. You know, uh, you talk about the different, you know, parts of every every state, you know, uh, mostly, you know, your major cities and stuff like that. But there there's places all over the fucking country that are straight up war zones. It's it's just crazy. And I mean, we're either going to make an effort to put this all this shit to a stop, but to ignore that and focus on something else to me is fucking ignorant. So. You know, I'd like people that fucking uh, contribute to the community and and, uh, are doing the right thing out there to live fucking long lives. I think they deserve that. Um, You know, when you come from a rough upbringing and you make such positives out of things and you really start trying to, you know, turn things in the right direction. And then any given moment, some piece of shit could just blow your fucking head off. That that shit shouldn't be allowed. That shit shouldn't be uh, facilitated. You know, and too much is protected and just considered to be, well, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Well, I mean, there's, there's changes that need to be made, obviously. Um, now, even, even, I don't want to get into a whole long for everything, but even when it comes to how the prison system is set up, prisons, prison system is set up to fucking ha- have us turn on each other. We do some shit, we wind up in prison, and they just, like, fucking turn their head and, like, you motherfuckers can kill each other in here, and it is what it is. Survival of the fittest. Now you come out of here with a train-to-kill fucking mentality because you've been used to watching your back and fucking looking out for this guy and that guy and ready to fucking take advantage of some shit, and then you get released back out, and now you just got this fucking hungry, bloodthirsty mentality. Again, this is all our fucking choice when it comes down to we get locked the fuck up we either get together on this shit and just be like yo let's fucking do this time shit doesn't even have to be that fucking hard it's it's everybody that's in there that that's fucking turning on each other based on on you know where the law put them 
you know. But obviously, you know, you, you do something wrong to get there or whatever. Some things are unjust, whatever the case is. But you wind up just being trained into a mentality that that's going to fucking claim the rest of your life because it's a vicious cycle. But, you know, again, make fucking changes out there. It sucks to see these motherfuckers just die at a young age. And, uh, you know, people who are legitimate fucking uh, saviors of the fucking these these bad areas and people are looking up to them kids are looking up to them thinking i could get out of here i could do some better shit with my life and next thing you know they're fucking gone it's it's a fucking shame so rest in peace uh, how the fuck russell Westbrook just at will put up fucking 202020 to tribute fucking nipsey when it's only been done one other fucking time in nba history and he's just like oh somebody died with 320s i'm gonna do that shit like yo hold up how many other fucking people out there are holding back from breaking fucking records because it don't mean shit? That that's some wild shit, man. I I don't understand. Twenty twenty twenty. Oh, that's for Nipsey. Oh shit. I mean, yeah, coaches need to make up some shit. You'd be like, yo, you want to pay tribute to fucking Biggie? Remember those numbers he dropped on that fucking song? <laughs> like, you want you want to put those down tonight? It's the uh, anniversary of his death. You want to throw some Biggie numbers down? You know, I don't know. Shit is crazy. I I just feel like that's uh, bizarre for him to be able to just at will be like, yeah, a tribute to the dude, 2020. Yo, those are unfucking precedented numbers. Only happened one other time in the history of NBA, and he just fucking pulled them out because the dude died. Like, yo. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But anyway, uh, you know, shout out to anybody I, I forgot. Uh, I think Jonathan Stoffer's out there doing his fucking things with shirts. So shout out to him again. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'll talk to y'all motherfuckers later. Uh, I'm going to cover some kind of shit next week, so we'll see what goes on. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I got to say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like, Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. All right. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food.